You're listening to Two Smart Assets with Chris Thompson and Danny Nichols. This is your source for passive investing in real estate syndications. It's time for us to gain knowledge and take action. So let's go. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the show. This is the Two Smart Assets Podcast. I am your host, Danny Nichols, here once again with my co-host, Chris Thompson. How are you, sir? What's going on, man? It's a great day. It is. It's been a good week. Uh, a lot of good stuff going on. Uh, busy, busy for sure. Um, how's the weather where you are? It's super hot and muggy outside. Um, it's normal. It's a normal summertime heat here right in the middle of Oklahoma. <laughs> Perfect. You know, that's a, that's pretty amazing. Sweating it out over there. Uh, that's awesome. But uh, yeah, man, hey, it, uh, it was a good week for sure. We had a great guest on uh, for this week's episode, Nico Salgado. Uh, the dude is awesome, right? I mean, a lot of energy coming from this guy. Uh, he's got some amazing stuff going on. And not only that, he is the expert on Tampa. Wow, he provided us with some great stuff. What do you think? Yeah, I think he's, uh, he's clearly an individual that's put in some uh, time uh, into researching and really really focus down on an area that he likes, which I think is extremely, uh, an extremely important takeaway. It, it's all about that focus uh, and, you know, kind of what you focus on expands and he's focused on Tampa and he kind of knows quite a bit about it. So uh, it's good stuff, man. Absolutely. Absolutely. It was, it was some good stuff and uh, excited to share that episode with our listeners for sure. But before we jump into the episode, uh, for, if you're a passive investor uh, and you're looking, or you're looking to get into passive investing, head over to our website, twosmartassets.com. Right there, we have some great resources for you. Uh, you can get our guide to passive investing. It's really just an overview about how you can get started in apartment syndication. So if you're interested in apartment syndication, this is a great way to go in, get some good chunks of knowledge and just kind of really grow your knowledge base of what apartment syndication is and how you can get started in that. Also, we have our sample deal. Uh, the sample deal is going to give you an idea of what apartment syndication opportunity will look like. Uh, we know we got some more deals coming in. We're starting to see activity pick up a little bit, uh, you know, after all this craziness. So it's going to be good to be ready uh, and prime for when uh, these deals start coming your way. And then, so check those out, twosmartassets.com. If you have any questions about those, we have uh, there on our website on the contact page. You can leave us, drop us a note there, hit us up. Also, you can find us on social media, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Uh, we post every weekday. Uh, send us a message there or drop a comment on one of our posts. You know, we'd love to connect with all of you. Also, if you're a fan of the show, please head over to iTunes or wherever you're listening or viewing this podcast and leave us a rating and written review. You know, it really helps us reach uh, other investors and uh, just kind of get talking with more people because that's what we want to do. All right. Well, now that we have that covered, let's jump into the episode. All right. Today's guest is Nico Salgado. Nico studied business marketing and management and minor in economics. He holds a master's degree in Spanish language and education. He spent the last 16 years as a middle school Spanish teacher. He's also an investor, entrepreneur, coach, mentor, and leader. He's an avid surfer, woodworker, proud father. Love that, man. Uh, although he was always interested in real estate and held various construction jobs, it wasn't until 2012 that he acquired his first investment property. He purchased land in Nicaragua where he planned, designed, and supervised the construction of a single-family vacation rental. At the same time, he was overseeing the reconstruction of their primary residence in New York. This project exemplified the concept of forced appreciation. It linked to a 53% increase wow, in value. That's amazing. Sparking a burning desire to learn more. Nico joined the Wheelbarrow Profits Academy in two, uh, November 2019, where he met his current team. Here, he is quickly learning the intricacies of the multifamily space with hands-on experience from successful thought leaders in the industry. Nico, it's great to talk with you again, my man. Welcome to the show. 
Hey, thanks guys. Thanks for having me. Real excited. Absolutely. We're excited too. So today we're going to talk a little bit about the importance of identifying a market. Uh, you know, for real estate investors, market selection is one of the most critical pieces of the puzzle. So let's just dive into it. Why is market selection so important? You know, there's a lot of reasons. And, and to back up, I mean, when you're anything in this game of real estate, I feel like if you don't narrow down your focus and just focus on one thing, you tend to be scatterbrained and then it's difficult to really finish or accomplish anything. You know, it's kind of like the, uh, the monkey mind syndrome. It's like your brain starts going in a thousand directions. So, and I noticed that early on when I, you know, for the, a couple of years before I joined the Wheelbarrow Profits Academy, I was looking into various markets, various neighborhoods, different styles of buildings, you know, just, I couldn't, and I never landed anything, but because I realized I wasn't focused. So what I did was I decided to, you know, take a step back and say, okay, I need to start somewhere. It doesn't necessarily matter where, you know, obviously we want to have a good market, but there are markets that some people say are the best or the worst or, or in between, but you know what? there are different aspects to different markets that make it a good market. And I chose Tampa and I decided to choose Tampa because my wife has family down there, which it'll, you know, it'll give me a reason to travel. So if I'm cutting out for a weekend, she's like, where are you going? <laughs> no, I'm just going to Tampa. You know, I'll stay with your family if that's cool. And, um, <laughs> and we've been there a few times, you know, and, and it is a good market, you know, uh, we could get into that later, the, like the, the cap rates and stuff like that. But you know, it's a, it's not like your, your typical, you know, I guess like Kentucky or Kansas City or somewhere you're going to get eight cap, you know, this is a, a little bit lower cap rate market, but uh, let me backtrack a little bit to get to really hone and focus on one market is really going to solidify yourself as the expert in that area. And, you know, what that's done for me is, you know, because I'm, I'm connected with this whole Jake and Gino community is once people are interested in a, because I've been noticing that everybody's jumping from market to market and I'm not ready to do that yet. So people who have been in the game for a while, they've purchased in like, let's say Ohio, Kansas city, Tennessee, and Atlanta. And now they're like, okay, let's take a look at Tampa. How do we get in fast? So they say, they ask people in the community who's looking in Tampa and I'm the Tampa guy. So I've been getting a lot of guys come to me and now, you know, thankfully after six months of, of like, you know, grinding, talking to people, we're looking at deals together. We're submitting LOIs and things that I never thought we would be able to. So, you know, it's awesome. And it yeah. all, it's all because I focused on one market, you know, it, and, and in the future, I don't plan on staying in Tampa forever necessarily, but I will not leave until I land a deal and or feel <laughs> at, at like an expert because if people are saying, let's look at Tampa and they're, you know, they're correlating that with me, I think that's a good thing. Absolutely. I think that's a, it's a great way to, you know, to gain credibility. You know, you're focusing on one market, you're the expert. And I think that's a, that's an amazing thing. And I actually, uh, we do want to jump into Tampa a little bit later in the show. Uh, but right now, you know, so we know investing or knowing which market to, we're going to invest in is, is super critical for this. So let's just, let's just lay this out for the listeners. So say we're completely new to the scene, have no idea which markets we should be looking into. How can investors begin the process of maybe like selecting a market or just where should they start? Should they start in the backyard? Should they go somewhere else? How, what's the process for this? Or what's something like maybe you utilize when you were doing this? So, I mean, the, you can look at the standard metrics. You know, a lot of people, you know, really hark on, on job growth, which is a big factor, uh, population growth. You know, if you look at those two things and, and, and you have solid job growth in an area and solid population growth, you, you're fairly safe, let's say, right? 
uh, I mean, just to start looking at a market. If, you, if you're looking at a market where the population and job growth is declining, I would even, I would stay away for, from it. But, you know, just to, to get your feet into something, to say, to consider a market, you know, you've got to have job growth, population growth. What do you guys think? You know, I think that uh, the job growth and the population growth is, is pretty important. Uh, you know, we're in some crazy times right now. Obviously, the job scene is a little bit in turmoil at the moment. So, uh, um, but I do think that's, that's pretty important. You know, you also got to look at, you know, median income, that kind of thing, what, depending on what type of properties you're investing in, um, other things like that. So we definitely think that those are probably the most important pieces, the population growth and the, and the, the job growth and stuff like that. But um, so that's what we're focusing on as well. Chris, I mean, I think you probably agree with that as well. Correct. Yeah, exactly. We really kind of focus on the, especially right now, like the job diversity, like let's see what, what markets were, were in good standings before all this. And, you know, to see who's well positioned to come out of this uh, looking all right, or, you know, as best as possible. So this kind of alludes to all that. It's important, the job diversity, because, you know, if you're, if you're really, if you jump into a market and, you know, and it's like Denver, you know, where, where they had, this was back when they had Ford, right? And they had only one industry, you know, and that one industry fails, the whole economy will fail. So you got to really have job diversity. And um, to, uh, to your point, Chris, another aspect, I was speaking with a guy named James Kandasami recently, and he was talking about not only job diversity, but job type. Because, you know, if you, you can have a lot of workers, right, they could be all working at McDonald's and they're not producing any other jobs, but you can have one businessman come in and that one businessman can produce five to 10 other jobs. So the type of business, the type of uh, employment is also important. And if we're going to get that deep, we can even look into the type of uh, laws and regulations that, and, and the way that the, uh, the market is welcoming businesses, you know. Right. Absolutely. And, you know, being in, you know, you're looking in the state of Florida and we know that Florida has seen some very uh, good gains recently. So um, what do you think about this, just the state of Florida in general, when it comes to population? I think uh, I read an article, they just overtook Texas. Was it population gain or something like that? Um, I yeah, think it was something like that. Well, the population is big. Yeah, they, have a, they have a huge population uh, and I'm not sure exactly. I know that they overtook New York, which was pretty impressive, but it was uh, the, the amount of people movers that are moving to to florida is more than anywhere else in the country right now they just overtook texas right right yeah that's pretty much so so what's what's driving that that change you know people people moving to florida and just kind of leaving the states they're in what do you think is driving that change what's what's the shift there well it's not (laughs) it's definitely the weather you know (laughs) Sunshine state, you know, so it is, it's beautiful. You know, you go down there, they, the weather's beautiful all year. Um, and then on top of that, I mean, the government makes it appealing. So there's no state income tax, you know, which is excellent for people working down there. And then they, they make, they have favorable laws for business owners and people to start businesses. And they're really focusing on, and, and the reason for doing that is to bring in businesses so that it'll bring jobs. You know, so there's a ton of jobs down there, a ton of uh, variety of jobs also, you know, and a lot of people in the past tended to think that, you know, the majority of the economy was really heavily or heavily relied on, on um, uh, travel and, and, you know, people just going there for vacation, but it's not the case anymore necessarily. I mean, in some places, Orlando is, is still a big vacation destination, but in most of the, you know, places down there, they also have their own local economies that can survive and thrive without tourism 
So you're seeing, so you're seeing a lot of uh, good job diversity there. And then, I mean, I guess, obviously, like you said, it depends where you're at, but you're seeing some good job diversity in different parts of Florida. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, obviously, yes, it depends on where you're at and from neighborhood to neighborhood also, but yeah, the job diversity is big and the job and, and they're really bringing in big, there's fortune 500 companies moving down there, you know? So that's also a telling sign, you know, and when they're re- rebuilding infrastructure and transportation systems and, and highways just to accommodate the, the, the growing population, you know, they're planning for it. So it's not like a, it's just like a haphazard kind of thing, which is what you want to see. Exactly. And I, I think that this really speaks to, uh, you know, something kind of what we just were talking about uh, to the investors for real estate investors. This is the kind of things that you want to know. You want to be able to, to know that you have these companies moving in there or there's job growth or something like that. You know, if you, if you have companies leaving the state or the market, whatever you're looking at, that's a bad sign, right? So uh, you have all this influx of business and the, the ability to create jobs. So as, as a real estate investor, whether you're active or passive, it's definitely something you want to be paying attention to in regards so where you're going to make those investments, you know, whether that be in your backyard or that's halfway across, across the state. Cause, uh, I, I, like, I think what we know from you, Nico, is that, um, you don't live in Tampa, correct? Is that, am I, am I correct in saying that? That's so, right. Yeah. I live in New York. Yeah. So you don't invest in your backyard. You've decided to invest somewhere else because maybe, um, the demographics there or just the, just the metrics in general are better there. Is that, is that pretty much why, why that happened that way? Yeah, I mean, taxes are extremely high in New York. Uh, cap rates are so low, and it's just like to get into a property, you're, it's just so expensive. You know, it's not worth it. And then there's also unfavorable uh, landlord laws. You know, it's just mm-hmm. not really a landlord state. Right. So these are all, these are all pieces that you know, as real estate investors, that uh, we should be paying attention attention to when we're selecting our market, whether that is in your backyard or somewhere just outside of your area, or maybe like you said, something you visited a few times, like, Hey, this place is awesome. Let's look more into this. So uh, I think that's definitely a strategy for investors to get started into looking for markets and stuff like that. All right. So, you know, we, we talk about Florida's kind of blowing up. It's doing some great things. People are flocking to Florida for the weather and, and uh, a number of different things, but uh, you know, you're focused on Tampa. So tell us a little bit about Tampa and, and why you're focused on that market. Yeah, Tampa's a special place. I mean, they have been seeing, you know, really good growth over the past 10 years. And they have been, it's also predicted that they're going to continue to see this growth for the next 10 years. So, you wow. know, when I, when I didn't know anything, I looked at that, you know, from other people's resources and other people's predictions. And I said, awesome. And, and, and the more I learned, the more I dove into it, I realized that Tampa is, you know, it's, it's become such a hot spot for people to invest in and purchase it that it's extremely, in, like many markets, extremely competitive, driving cap rates down. And I didn't understand at first what investing in a lower or somewhat lower cap rate, you know, environment was like. And it was hard for me when I was doing my underwriting, you know, and I'm coming up with numbers that are, you know, maybe six, 7% returns. And I'm like, this is just not panning out. If people, if they're going to get investors involved and people want to see 8% returns, it's not panning out. But then if you look towards the end, you know, on, on the exit on something like that, and you have a five or six cap, you're really looking to make out big on, on the exit. So it's really an appreciation game in Tampa. And I didn't realize that at first. So I was frustrated for a while. So what I noticed in Tampa is that a lot, of, there's like a path of progression and it's all, stemming from the interior of the city, you know, and it, and it heads north and east, right? And then there's a gap and it goes 
it goes into uh, St. Petersburg and St. Petersburg has got some excellent areas as well. And there's also some areas to watch out for, uh, you know, depending on what you're looking to get into as, you know, as far as class uh, and demographics. But uh, what I'm seeing is the path of progression leading from Tampa, the city, heading north and heading east. Because what they're doing in Tampa is they're influxing billions of dollars in different regions to gentrify the regions. Um, there's a couple of projects going on in the north near the university, which is one of the biggest universities. I think it's the fifth biggest university in, in the United States. Wow. University of Florida, right. And, uh, and then in, in, on Water Street also, they've influxed already billions of dollars and revitalized the neighborhood, gentrified it. And it's like they're seeing huge turnarounds in population, demographics, and rents obviously going way up. Now, with that, you have to be very careful because in the northern part of Tampa, you know, when you're seeing that, at, and it hasn't taken effect yet, like it did on, down on, on, you know, on the south and Riverside, on the River Street, um, they, so, so you're looking now, especially at a time now during COVID, where the rents are basically flat, and people were buying a year ago off, based off Proforma up in the north, and because, you know, they, they, everybody assumed that it would just, the gentrification would just take place quickly, and it really hasn't, and it's going to take another 10 years or so. So, Buying based on pro forma up in that area, you know, is really a scary and kind of the thing that you shouldn't do. However, it is still going to be a great area, so you got to get into it, you know, in the with, for the right price, basically. Absolutely, that's a. It sounds like you know quite a bit about the Tampa area, and you're you're very familiar with it. Um, uh, that's uh, that's pretty amazing, and it sounds like the growth is perfect for uh, real estate investment. You know, uh, to have uh, those type of um, construction jobs and things kind of growing is is exactly what we're looking for. Do you think? Uh, and just because I'm not familiar with uh, very familiar with Tampa, is a lot of that stuff maybe like a, in an opportunity zone, or is it just is it just growing because it's growing? So they do have a lot of opportunity zone complexes as well, and in, in areas that are yes, in, in opportunity zones. But they're also growing, and there's definitely suburbs that are growing in different submarkets, and and a lot of them are obviously closer to the beaches. So, like oh, nice. you know, St. Petersburg, obviously along the beach, there's not much room for to, for growth in St. Petersburg. But they they have revitalized certain areas that are doing excellent, you know, um, rent wise. And then you're moving; they're also moving south along the water. So, like if you go just east of Tampa, it's a place called Bradenton. And they're doing awesome. It's like another submarket, which is just, it's kind of like upper middle class people and they're, they're really exploding there. And then if you head down south also towards Apollo Beach area and the area of Sarasota in that area, um, you know, you're really looking at some higher income residents there. So, you know, depending on what you want to get into. And Sarasota, I believe, is where the I-4 corridor ends, which are you guys familiar with the I-4 corridor? A little bit. Uh a little bit, yeah. Yeah, so coming from north, you know, just north of Tampa, and it's going west across the coast. I'm sorry, just north of Orlando, sorry, on the east coast, and it goes west across the coast and heads down, heads right, right past Tampa, heads down to uh, Sarasota. So that whole area has been deemed as like the road of fire, where it's just explosion, exploding with uh, growth, you know. And you see it, you know, but but you got to be careful because when, when there's a recession and you're in a very high growth or rapidly growth area like Lakeland, which is right in the middle of Orlando and Tampa, the, the, it can be highly affected by, the, by a recession as far as prices are concerned. 
um, where, where they were getting these huge profits and huge growth a few months ago, that's just not happening anymore. And people are, and investors are pulling out and, and, you know, it's just not necessarily such a safe place to invest. Whereas in Tampa and you're investing in a five cap, that five cap's not going to change, you know? Absolutely. So we, we know that you're focused on Tampa and I want to talk a little bit about your company, Small Axe Communities. Um, what, what type of properties uh, are you focused on in Tampa with your company? What, uh, what are you really looking at? I mean, typically we would like to get into any, anywhere from like 35 to 75 units, uh, class B and C. We're looking to, do, looking to take on some deferred maintenance, nothing too heavy, you know. And uh, we've, we've been looking at bigger projects as well, you know, depending on how we're going to you know, structure the deal. So I have some partners that we're ready to go. We're ready to pick up as a partnership anywhere from 35 to 70 units. Now that doesn't mean we're not going to look at anything bigger. We've been focusing on that. Uh, Like for instance, today we submitted an LOI on a 369 unit, which is bigger than anything we've looked at before, but you know, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it it really depends on, on the property. If it's, if it's a good property, we're going to submit an offer. It just, and then it's going to depend on how we're going to structure it. We would like ideally to go 35 to to 70 and do it ourselves, joint venture it ourselves and keep it forever. You know? Well, congrats on that LOI. That's a, that's an amazing thing. Hopefully that that works out for you guys. I'd love to follow up on that (laughs) for sure. That's yeah, that's a big one. It's a big fish. That's a, that's awesome. Um, But uh, you know, you have some great stuff there. A lot of great tips on, uh, you know, uh, the importance of market metrics and what to be looking for. And then also the Tampa era. I mean, I, I didn't know that much about Tampa until speaking with you just now. So that's a, you've provided me with a lot of information. It sounds like a great place to invest. That's for sure. Um, so, but you know, we're talking about small ass communities and stuff like that. Um, you're looking for 30 to 75 units joint ventures, but this, this larger deal, this LOI you just submitted, uh, is that look, you're looking for to syndicate those deals, is that correct? Well, it's funny. So we're not actually set up to syndicate. However, the partners that I'm working with, they own, you know, a couple hundred units in other places. And, and like I said, they came to me because they're interested in Tampa. And they have been considering in the past syndicating. So they actually recently um, got a portal, you know, put, uh, put on their website. And they're heading in that direction. But we're really not set up for it. And this particular property, the 369 unit, which I don't think we're going to get, but if we were to get it, we might not syndicate it. Uh, there's some, you know, some high net worth individuals in the, in the community that we are with that might be interested in it also. So it really depends if, if we can work out in the, the right deal, then we, we might not syndicate it. But, and, and also on top of that, it's a loan assumption. So we might, we're not going to have to put down the full 25% on, on the full price of it. So. Well, that sounds great. And we, uh, wish you the best of luck on that for sure. But, uh, you know, Thanks. this, this has been a great conversation, Nico, but before we run out of time, uh, we want to shine the spotlight on you. So tell the listeners what you have going on. Everything. All right, guys. Hey, exciting stuff. I'm actually writing an ebook right now. Um, on top of the blog that I'm doing on top of the podcast that I'm trying to create, I'm writing an ebook and I'm excited about it because I actually geeked out on this. So I, I really got into the history of Tampa and I'm going to tell a little story before I jump into the ebook and all the metrics and all the numbers of what Tampa is and why I think it's such a great place to invest, which is the premise of the book. So it's going to be a, a freebie that I'm going to give away and it's going to be based on Tampa, right? And why I think you should live, work, invest, travel in Tampa, right? And I'm going to start with the, the history of Tampa. And I don't know if you guys know, but it's really cool. This guy named Vicente Martinez Ibor. He came from Cuba. Well, he's from Spain originally, went to, lived in Cuba, 
and started the Cuban Cigars. And he brought the Cuban Cigar Company over to Tampa and he had the biggest cigar company in the world push, pushing out 500 million in a day. Wow. At point. And, uh, and he, he created Tampa. He created the town of Ybor, which still exists today. And he owned all the real estate around it, which is a really cool story. When he passed away in 1896, Tampa, the, the government of Tampa could not subsidize everything that he had. They didn't know what they were going to do. They were going to go bankrupt. So it took them 10 plus years just to, just to uh, get rid of all, his, all of his inheritance to his family. <laughs> that's, that's crazy, man. That uh, sounds like you got a... That's amazing. We can't wait to see that resource for sure. You've definitely done enough homework to establish yourself as some kind of uh, as a, the go-to person down in that area for sure. Cool, man. Thanks, Chris. I appreciate it. Love, love it. So, so with that being said, you got a lot of stuff going on. How can listeners get a hold of you and find out more about you or even find this resource? Excellent, man. So the resource won't come out for another month or so, but I'm looking to uh, get people more people to my website, www.smallaxcommunities.com. That's small acts, A-X-E, communities.com. Or you can find me on Instagram. I'm pretty active on Instagram. It's underscore Nico underscore Salgado, S-A-L-G-A-D-O. Perfect, perfect. We'll make sure to link to your website and then also uh, your Instagram profile. And uh, so they, people can reach out to you, come on your stuff and also check out your website. So Nico, man, it was great having you on the show. Thanks for taking the time to talk with us. And we hope to have you on uh, again here soon. Awesome. Thank you guys so much. All right. That's all we have for today. To our listeners, thanks for tuning in and we'll see you next week. Hey, thanks for listening to today's episode. Head over to iTunes to subscribe to the show. And while you're there, we'd really appreciate you leaving a rating and written review. If you have any questions or topics you'd like to hear on the show, connect with us on social media or through our website at twosmartassets.com. We look forward to speaking to each and every one of you. Talk to you soon.